I veered toward the boardwalk, hoping I'd find an ice cream man with some answers about Mr. Tasty. What can I get you, son? How about a sludge sickle? You seem like a bona fide sludge sickle man. You don't have any blue tornado bars, do you? Nope. No, I don't. You'll have to talk to Mr. Tasty if it's a blue tornado you're after. Do you know where I can find him? Nope. Heard he got run out of town by a bunch of nosy kids. I heard they just wanted to be his friends. So that's what happened. What do you mean? Tasty knows the rules. Why do you think he wears that plastic head all the time? To keep kids like you from asking too many personal questions. Why? What are you guys so afraid of? Look, aren't we here on the first hot day of every summer? Aren't we? Don't we carry 49 different flavorific flavors, including pineapple, blurt? What else do you want from us? Aren't you glad? You watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? Aren't you glad? You watching? You watching? You watching, Nick? Good morning, Gubbuckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew, and this is episode 166. Uh, we're talking our top summer episodes. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we didn't even, we haven't done this already, kind of. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either, although we, we did talk about... Um, Nick in the afternoon, which feels, you know, like substantial Nick summer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess summer's just like such a, I don't know. It's like entwined with the whole Nickelodeon idea in my head, kind of. Um, just like loving summer and like watching so much of it during the summers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I thought I thought it would be easy to make the list, and then I quickly became overwhelmed by how many episodes seemed like they could mm. be considered. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we we agreed on top seven, right? Yeah. All right, so we'll do our top seven summer episodes, and then we'll do. Uh, <laughs> so I requested that we separate Pete and Pete <laughs> into its own list. Anybody who listens to the show knows uh, we really like Pete and Pete. But Pete and Pete has a, like a substantial amount of summer episodes, and so I was just starting yeah. to feel like my list was becoming a little too heavy on Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um. Once I cut out Pete and Pete, I felt like most of these episodes, uh, for me, just like fall in place. Um. Hmm. In terms of summer, uh, it's just like I went with most of the stuff that I have associated like with summer um since probably watching these for the first time interesting now i i'm a little nervous about i don't know not in most of my picks but there's one or two picks that i think could be up for debate did you pick anything on your list mm-hmm. that um isn't clearly summer but it has a summer vibe yeah there's at least one that um I like I always think of as summer, but mm-hmm. upon rewatching, I realized, oh, this might not be like it, it does have summer things going on, but it's never like about it being summer. OK, OK. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm very I'm very interested. I, I think we might have very different lists, but, you know, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll find out here. <laughs> um, I'll be really 
shocked kind of if you don't have a couple of these uh i just think of them as like essential nickelodeon summer viewing yeah i i there's two i feel sure of (laughs) but Mm. i think but but beyond those two i'm i think we might be a little different we'll we'll find out um so we'll we'll have the two lists we'll have uh our top seven nick episodes we'll have our what do we want to do top five pete and pete uh yeah and then um Maybe then we can talk about where Pete and Pete would have fell on the lists if uh, if we hadn't separated. Sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Well, do you want to jump into your number seven? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my number seven, I'm sure that you don't have this one, is Ren's Pex. <laughs> You're correct. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> um this is (laughs) this is like maybe the first one that i thought of when uh i started thinking of summer episodes um they basically like ren and stippy go to the beach and ren gets um kitty litter kicked in his face by this like huge guy uh so stippy ends up donating his butt fat to (laughs) ren's new pecs and he ends up going back to the beach and beating this guy up and then uh ren turns into like a famous um like pinup star and kind of leaves stimpy behind um but it's just uh it's like half the episode probably takes place on the beach um it's really short it's just always stuck in my head like um something about this big guy and uh the whole idea of like getting peck implants. I don't know. It uh, <laughs> just stuck with me. So Yeah. I, I think I can imagine that episode kind of in my head, but I don't, I haven't seen it in such a long time that I'm not sure I know the beats of yeah. the story, but I think there's some pretty memorable images from that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it, there's uh, also some kind of like during his surgery, there's some blood squirting and stuff. It's kind of, uh, pushing the limits of Nickelodeon, I feel like. Is that first season Ren and Stimpy? No, it's like season three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, you're right. I, I do not have any Ren and Stimpy, though. I think they have they have a couple <laughs> summer episodes, don't they? I mean, there's a couple summer um, ones. I, I searched through. Um, there was, I'll just mention the other one that I was considering maybe um, was uh, a yard too far. It's like, it's like Ren and Stimpy going after these hog jowls. Okay. Uh, they're sitting on the windowsill of this house and there's this like pet baboon that's ravenous and like uh, trying to stop them. It kind of acts like a dog. Uh, but um, that, I love that episode, but that was like the only one that I could really that i could really associate with summer i guess um i don't know okay cool um my number seven i'll be interested to see if you have any uh, any episodes of this on your list uh from this show Hmm. um 15 (laughs) i wish um we did have someone contact us saying that um seasons two and three of 15 are now on amazon prime uh, which is Ah, pretty exciting that's weird Cause I just, I was just looking at like, uh, leading up to that last episode, uh, to see what was available. And I 
only saw season one, so I don't know if this just happened or what. But yeah, that's great news. <laughs> it's <is> great news <laughs> for for like seven of us out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, speaking of seven, uh, my number seven is from "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" It is the tale of the mm. captured souls. Deanna, the travel magazine said. It's the perfect hotel to spend a relaxing summer vacation on a crystal clear lake. Join us for a visit you'll never forget. But Danielle and her parents thought the place sounded too good to be true. But the ad was right. This was going to be a vacation they were never, ever going to forget. Ah, okay. Um, This aired September 26, 1992, so kind of late summer. Um, It's season one, episode seven. And uh, this is a family moves into a small house in the summer where they befriend a young man and start feeling weaker every day. Um, And this is just a ultra weird episode, I think, like even by Are You Afraid of the Dark standards. But it really oozes summer. I mean, like this, uh, you know, they're kind of at this beach house. Um, you know, they're on vacation. The one, the one uniting factor between every one of my picks is that uh, the sh- whatever the show is, it doesn't take place in the primary places it usually takes place. Like people are on vacation, or they're just in a different location. Mm. Um, oh. I think that's every one of your picks is like that. Yeah, there, there's a, there's, I think two. Well, one is not, but um, and okay. and one, you know, briefly we're at the standard location but it quickly moves away um so you know i want to i want a vacation or a summer type setting uh this episode definitely has that the uh the kid who plays the innkeeper is just so incredibly weird and um this is not what i would call like an iconic are you afraid of the dark episode but it is a highly watchable one and uh i think it definitely has that summer feel yeah that's a great pick i it was up for consideration on my list uh didn't quite make it but i did pick that out as a particularly summery episode um and it is one of those ones like i don't i don't know where it would fall for me um if i ranked the whole series but it is like particularly weird very memorable it's like it is like an outlier episode of the series. Um, yeah. I love the de-aging as the episode goes on, just the parents getting really <laughs> yeah. tired and weak. Yeah. Um, but I also love in the episode, I always forget that it, you know, sometimes the main characters in the episodes just ignore how weird, whatever the weird thing is. But in this episode, the whole family yeah. is just weirded out by this kid from start to finish. <laughs> and they, yeah. they like openly comment on it. So it feels, uh, I don't know. I you know they play catch by the water, and yeah. it, it has a real kind of summer cottage <laughs> type feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also just like the original idea. Like it's a really weird and um, I think just like good logical kind of in its own way idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and, and maybe that's because maybe I like like it more now because so much stuff t- seems to be like retreads of other stuff. Uh, but it feels really original for sure. And are you fr- are you afraid of the dark was kind of a tough one. I really I wanted to make sure it was included. But a lot of these episodes can kind of sway between, well, it could be summer, but it could, you know, just not yeah. be showing the kids in school. So this one felt like, you know, <laughs> dead on. I know they're on summer break. <laughs> 
Yeah. Going going through the series, it was weird. I like expected there to be more blatant summer episodes. I just yeah. blanked on that somehow, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's my number seven. All right. Nice. Um, well, my number six, uh, you might recognize this episode, Doug Inc. of Doug. <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, hey, Doug. Man, is it hanging out the best? Just lazing in the sun, drinking lemonade, reading comic books, and watching the grass grow. <laughs> I guess I could do this forever. You want to work for me cutting lawns instead? Cool. Yeah, this, um, this came up last, <laughs> last week, right? Someone mentioned it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, we did just talk about it. Uh, just really good. Uh, Doug wants to, to buy his skateboard, and he enlists the help of his friends around the neighborhood to uh, mow lawns to help him make enough money fast enough to get the skateboard. Um, and in the end, he ends up, instead of getting the skateboard, realizing that, like, all this work uh just for that just didn't feel right so he buys everybody tickets to um funky town oh yeah of course <laughs> um gr- just uh <laughs> this is uh just i mean this episode is like is summer practically uh and the idea of uh, especially mowing lawns for me is like a huge just like I mean, that has been my summer life. I feel like to some extent um, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. so long that it kind of resonates with me. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I I uh, this didn't make my list, but it was very close. Uh, I rewatched it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it does just have a great yeah, feel. To I, I rewatched it, it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has a great feel. Um, yeah, just being outdoors, trying to earn money for this thing that you want. Uh, Doug, this is, you know, Doug, yeah. this feels a little bit different for Doug because he's kind of wrangled people to do something um, for him. <laughs> he's, I feel yeah. like he's usually not this brash. <laughs> um, but that, that ending where he, you know, surprises them with Funky Town, it's really quick. I mean, they're, they're at Funky Town for like, five seconds but uh, you know i could have really taken another yeah couple minutes of it <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> just show me funky about that. um <laughs> yeah yeah um i also just like uh, mr dink appearing in this one um his presence usually uh elevates an episode a little bit for me um, oh, absolutely but uh this oh this also is one of those Doug situations where like it weirdly resonated for me in real life where it was like him when he was like finally had done all that work to get the skateboard. And he has that moment of like, wow, all of that for this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I had that. (laughs) That happened. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like that's a really relatable kid thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my number six, and you know, you don't have to say anything. I suspect it might be on your list, and I suspect <laughs> it might be higher. Um, mm. But the, mm. this, this is a Hey Arnold episode called The Vacant Lot. Um, it's season mm. season one, episode seven. It aired in October of 1996, so it didn't air in summer. But I think you know the first season of Arnold started, I think, in October. Um, 
This is where Arnold and the gang clean up a vacant lot so that they can have a baseball field. We talked about, we did an episode review of this episode way early in our run a couple years ago, if you want to go back and listen to it. Um, I think we both hold this episode in very high regard. It fell down my list a little bit because I couldn't quite, you know, it's it's definitely probably summer, but um, there's no like heavy indicators Mm. of it being summer besides the fact that they're just trying to clear out a field for baseball. So it, I, I, I like this episode actually a little better than some of the ones that are higher, but um, you know, we're talking summer episodes here. So it hurt, it dinged it a little bit. It fell down the list because I couldn't <laughs> quite nail it down. As summer. Um, I'll just tell you, this is not on my list. Um, oh, okay. I love this episode. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I guess at the end of the day, like every episode I picked really, uh, is really heavy on that summer essence. And I just felt like this didn't quite uh, push the summer angle as much as the other ones on here. I, 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 that in a weird way that makes me feel better because <laughs> uh, it was not on my list for a long time, but I'm like, it's baseball. It's um, you know, not to give yeah. away too much here. It's the only thing on my list that really incorporates baseball. Um, and so I just want, I, you know, summer to me, you got to have a baseball episode. I mean, of course, there's uh, Pete and Pete, a field of Pete, but <laughs> since we're separating, um, yeah. I, I, I did want to kind of work in a little baseball here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, I can certainly respect that episode. Love it. Uh, it's basically a perfect episode. Um, yeah. So agreed. good pick. Thanks. Um, well, my uh, number five, I guess, um, this, man, I'll just say it. Uh, I picked <laughs> Sand in Your Navel, Rocco's uh, Modern Life. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Hey, Spunky. Perhaps what we need is a different approach to this heat. Sand, surf, bikinis. The only solution for our misery is a trip to the beach. Let's go, Spunky. Uh, man, this one's just so, like, it just, it's a trip to the beach. It, like, just doesn't get much more summery than this. Uh, and I love, uh, pretty much, like, every story development in this episode. Like, I love him looking for a parking space forever. Uh, one of my favorite Rocco, like, gags. Yes. Um, I love him... I love him interacting with um, all the people on the beach, like from the town, kind of. Um, I I think, uh, oh, and at the beginning of the episode, it's like him and Spunky sitting in his house with the heat, just like uh, causing them to just sit there and sweat and stick to the chair. Um, So it's just like, it's uh, just one of those hot episodes, I guess, uh, that I really like. and the end, I guess, uh, doesn't the end like the pelican stealing punk spunky. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it's not like incredible to me, I guess. But I, I don't know. I think it all flows pretty well and is funny, and uh, I just enjoy it. Yeah, I, I watched this one yesterday as well, and um, it's. Uh, I mean, it's full on yeah. summer. I mean, I I love a good episode at the beach. Um, yeah, and there's some. <laughs> 
there's some highly adult jokes in this episode uh like very uh <laughs> how did they get away with this type of stuff kind of like what you're talking about running stimpy um stuff that felt pretty mature yeah. but um yeah just just a great feeling feel like you said feels like a hot episode there's something to those type of episodes that are always just uh so relatable yeah um there is some uh there is some just like imagery in this episode that i guess i kind of um uh am drawn to a little bit like the shark um crushing that like chum can in his mouth and just the way that that whole scene looks um i don't know i something about it i like yeah 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 um cool well that's a, that's a good one um my number five and uh well I, let me just say this will be the only episode uh from this series that will appear and this was a very hard choice um oh, so boy. this is this is a salute your shorts episode and i decided you know i'm just, ah. i'm just gonna go with one because it could get mm-hmm. over it got overwhelming it's a an entire series yeah. based on summer camp um yeah. this is season two episode 10 it aired in june boy. of 1990 so right in the summer uh this is capture the flag how about 10 bucks he makes his hacker you got the scratch in my sock. Donkey will bet you ten bucks, too. I will? I can't. I've been saving that money for the beach trip to buy salt water taffy. You know how much I love salt water taffy. Ah, wow. <laughs> and uh, this episode... A nice pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gang arms themselves with water balloons for a capture of the flag tournament. Donkey Lips has his heart set on being an attacker, but he must pass the obstacle course uh and you know going through the salute your shorts again every single one could qualify as a summer episode but there was something about this episode that felt very um like what you would imagine a summer camp to be uh it felt like Mm -hmm. you know there were some kind of high stakes uh there's water balloons there's obstacle courses um and uh it was an episode that i remember watching a lot i don't know i guess it just aired a lot but um it was a very summery type of episode and uh, I, yeah. I did go back and watch it just to make sure so this is my salute your shorts <laughs> pick i don't think you can get it wrong i mean uh, you know i don't think like sponge goes to the movies or zeke the plumber those feel a yeah. little separate um so to me this was yeah. the summer episode wow um nice pick i I didn't rewatch that one. I thought about it. Um, it just didn't hold as much sway for me as some of the other episodes, I guess, in the series. Uh, but I, you know, but I think it's a good pick. I love the uh, capture, like the games, the summer games. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Like if we made our and we're overdue to do this. If we did a like top, you know, our top salute, your, our favorite salute your shorts. Yeah. I don't even know if this would, this wouldn't crack my top five. Um, it's not one mm. of my favorites, but I do think it's uniquely summary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that is a good pick and uh, I'll just go right into my number four because it's also salute your ah. shorts. The only one on the list. Uh, I picked the cursed skull. Um, 
<laughs> Wait, that, is that season two, Curse Call? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, this one's like one of those ones that I always loved, but I never heard much about, and I couldn't even like remember all the details exactly. Um, yeah. But basically, uh, basically like, the Budnick brings back this skull to the to the um, dorms or, whatever, or to the bunks, and um, convinces the boys to start this like uh, secret society surrounding this skull. Um, meanwhile, the girls are like fighting with each other. They're just they just kind of hate each other um, at this point and are threatening to move out. And uh, slowly. St- stuff starts happening in the cabins where they decide that the cursed skull or the skull is cursed and it's causing all these problems. Um, meanwhile, it's like a uh, heat wave at the camp and Ugg is seen like uh, spilling ice water on his head and stuff. Um, <laughs> but so that basically the girls steal the skull to take it back to this, to the cave where it came from. Uh, and meanwhile, the boys are like, um, doing this initiation right around a fake skull, but it's wrapped in a pillowcase. So they don't realize it's fake. Um, but the girls end up like bonding in the cave, uh, kind of, and like re re forming their friendship. Um, and this cave is like, I just love this cave. It's like this weird, it's far away from the camp and it's like full of old, like thrown out, uh, like couches and like weird, uh, household stuff. Um, and then meanwhile, the boys like, uh, for their initiation, they decide they need to cut Ugg's nose hairs out (laughs) and, um, they end up getting caught by him. Uh, and so the tables kind of turn in the end where like the boys were, um, really getting along and then in the end they're not and the girls are uh yeah but it's just like um it's it just really feels like a summary episode uh i love the heat um the but besides that um the whole like storyline with the girls is actually really pretty like impactful uh to me emotionally like it's like they were I don't know. It's like, it was just done really well in this way where they kind of like rebond in like a realistic way. And just the whole episode of like surrounding this, uh, like surrounding this cursed object and staying away and the girl staying away from camp for a night. It just like really feels like being a kid during that time. Like, uh, all this stuff kind of has like a deeper meaning to you. And, um, I don't know, it just feels like it just felt like a really great episode when I rewatched it. Yeah, I I had totally for, I had forgotten about this episode. Um until I mean literally yeah. until you said it I had forgot that it existed and I don't know how that is because I really <laughs> like even as I was like cruising over the episodes and getting ready for this this podcast I must have just like glossed over like red curse skull and be like, nah, that can't be a summary one. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, now that yeah. you, but now that you describe it, yeah, <laughs> I, I had forgotten about like the heat wave aspect and, um, I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. That, that sounds yeah. pretty good. I remember, I vaguely remember the skull. Yeah. There's also a, a really good twist with the skull at the end, but I won't 
uh, spoil it just <laughs> in case somebody wants to go watch this episode. Okay. Um, it almost like has a similar feel to Sierra Mad or Sara Madre to me, but maybe even a little better. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Madre was, did you say this is your only salute your shorts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Madre was a very close second for me. Um, that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's a very warm feeling episode and looking for treasure. And... Yeah. Yeah. It does really feel like a summary one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's a, I feel like that's a deep pick and maybe give some people something to go back and check out. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, my number four is an episode I deeply love. It was one of our first episode reviews. Uh, actually, I think we did this. Mm. I, we did Vacant Lot, and then we did this episode, I think, directly or pretty close to directly after Vacant Lot. Um, I've taken oh. some flack for how good I think it is, but uh, this is <laughs> this is Doug's Bad Trip. Man, I never thought a car trip could be so boring. Dad, how much further? We're making good time. Only 1,500 more miles till we're knee-deep in natural grandeur. 1,500 miles? Oh, man. I wonder if anybody's ever died of boredom. Uh, Which is the Uh last episode of uh, Nickelodeon's Doug. It's season four, episode 13. It aired in January of 94. And this is Doug and his family plan a trip to the Painted Gorge, but a series of sidetracks creates rifts in the family. Um, and, you know, I love myself a good road trip episode. And to me, <laughs> the funnies in a car uh, getting like, this is, you know, you're seeing the funnies kind of in a way you don't get to usually see the funnies um, where everybody's yeah. personality is really coming through and there's gr- these great sequences. And um, I think it's a little funnier than a lot of Doug's. Um, and definitely summary. Hmm. So uh, I, 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 have, I have a soft spot for Bad Trip, so it's my number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good pick. I mean, I it entered my mind uh, mostly because of the vacation, I think. Yeah. It just felt like, you know, I, I was kind of looking for some vacation episodes. I'm not sure if I found any, but um, that I picked. Uh, but it's a very memorable episode. It's one that's like ingrained in my memory yeah, um, definitely. and and i think it feels it really feels like being in a car trip like yeah. it almost feels claustrophobic being with the funnies for <laughs> in that uh, <laughs> confined space definitely and you can just every like tourist trap spot they stop at you can just feel the tension <laughs> You know, this is stupid. Yeah. I think this I think this episode is hurt. <laughs> I think this episode's hurt a little bit by the fact that it was the last Nickelodeon Doug. That it just felt you know, we've talked about this, but that like yeah. Doug graduates probably should have been the last segment and maybe this should have been before it or somewhere yeah. else. But um I think, you know, it gets a little more flack because it feels like it's maybe not as important as it should have been or yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and I'm sure they were thinking, like, we want an episode that surrounds the family to end off the series. Yeah. Um, but I just... Uh, it, it doesn't, like, quite feel fully satisfying for a series finale. Um, but, I, but I really like it. Uh, all the places where they stop is really memorable. Like, 
And it's weird because in this episode, I felt I feel like watching it, I can really relate to everybody. Yeah. Like I know what each character is going through and I can feel all of them kind <laughs> of simultaneously. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that's uh, a. Yeah. I think that's our that's our second Doug episode. Doug does summer very well. Yeah, Doug. Oh man, yeah, Doug and Summer. Um, they just uh, I don't know what it is. Like he, they did all the seasons pretty well on Doug. It's yeah. like uh, the school year and summer, I guess. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my number four. Yeah, that's a good pick. Thanks. Nice. Um. Well, my number three. Uh. This is my least for sure summer episode on the list. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Old Man Corcoran, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh, boy. I don't know. Sucker <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, you know what? What tipped it over the edge for me is the beginning of the episode. Uh, the brothers are running around with squirt guns, shooting each other. Okay. So it just like you know, and there's no mention of school. Um, yeah. But the real like clincher was uh, the like nighttime game. Uh, yeah. That just like really hits home for me. Uh, I loved playing outside at night during the summer as a kid. Um, so something about that like just instantly kind of entered my brain for this one. Like them playing hide and seek at night. Plus it's this, uh, it's in this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, graveyard. So it's right. just like, it's like the ultimate kid scary thing kind of. Um, and this episode like it's weird too because i feel like when we were kids i didn't even see this episode that much or like um it just didn't stick with me quite like some of the other ones but now as the years have passed i've like really grown to appreciate it more yeah oh it's a it's uh it's a great one i'd love to get around to eventually here um yeah, I, I I I totally accept your explanation of summer. I, I like the idea that you know, the playing around at night, like playing a game at night, is a very like kid summery. Especially in the '90s, it just felt like this thing of I don't know. We did yeah. either laser tag at night or I don't know. It seems yeah. like we did some stuff at night. Uh, it just feels like when you're a kid at uh, in that situation, like if you can go out on your own at night it almost feels like with no with fewer people around like you more own the yeah neighborhood yeah definitely yeah the parents are watching tv or going to bed and it's your town <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um good pick yeah. <laughs> yeah um my number three we're going back to doug um Oof. this right. is june 20th 1993 good. season three episode 11 this is an episode we've done a episode review about. This is Doug is Hamburger Boy. Um, nice. Doug helps out Mr. Dink by dressing like the Honker Burgers mascot. And again, just kind of like all these episodes besides Salute Your Shorts, um, even though we start at Doug's house, this kind of takes place either at the Honker Burger or at the lake. And I really love that setting of the lake um, yeah. where, you know, his friends are there, everybody's swimming and having fun, and Doug's kind of trapped in this... Uh, unfortunate gig that he's volunteered to take for Mr. Dink. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. We we on our episode review we just talked about kind of how um, I don't know how summary it is. It's it's a it's a it's a great one. I, I don't have much more to say. I mean, you can go back and listen to our episode review if you haven't caught it. But Doug is hamburger boy to me is the essential Doug summer episode. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's fantastic. Um, I oh boy. Just the whole feel of this episode and the whole story. Like, I love the story and the pace of it. Um, just this idea of, of Doug having this, like, alter, real-life alter ego for once. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, and getting... And um, the it's, like, again, these summer games and getting to see a lot of people from town. It's just, like, man... And you spend so much time at each different location in this episode. It feels like it feels like a really full episode, but it all works. Yeah, you're at Doug's house. You're at Mr. Dink's house, the Honker Burger, the lake. It really yeah. feels for 13 minutes. It feels expansive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's great. Yeah. So that's my number three. Well, um, nice. Uh, my number two is also an episode that we've talked about at length but i just couldn't not (laughs) include it uh it's hey arnold heat ah yeah um man we've talked about it a lot i rewatched it still holds up perfectly uh and it's like not even that much happens but it feels like a lot is happening um but it's like the, the classic tale being a kid looking for a way to cool off but uh, not being able to find it. Yeah. Um, this, this like, more than any other episode, like, I feel the heat, too. Everybody's sweating. The sun is, like, sweltering. Man. Yeah, you, and you get to go to, a, again, a lot of settings. You get to go to the pool. You yeah. get, they try to go to the movies. You get the, you know, the ice cream truck in the street. It just feels <laughs> yeah. like they're kind of moving like an aimless how you feel when you're a kid on an aimless summer day where you're just you're trying to find a spot where you can get comfortable but nothing's really working out yeah um and i love the uh just like the image of the ice melting when he's trying to carry it back to the boarding house yeah um and uh and i love how mean the jolly ollie man is in this episode <laughs> yeah he's ruthless it's just like <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of uh adults felt like that as a kid when you're a kid it like feels like they're being that extreme you know it just feels good to have that character in there no doubt um yeah love that episode it's a good one was that your number two yep number okay. two okay uh my number two this might be my most suspect pick um, as there's mm. no, there's All no, the <laughs> well, I love, I love this episode a lot. Um, I, I can't wait for us to, you know, at one point talk about it. Um, there is no, there's no direct mention of it being summer, but I think you'll understand why. Um, and it has a connection to an episode we've already talked about. So my number two is an episode mm. of, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. It's called Carnival Knowledge. Hey, what's going on over at the sewage treatment plant? It's a carnival. Oh, I love carnivals. Oh. Step right up, folks. A mere $30 buys you fine food, fast rides, and some um, challenging games. Guidance? 
That's right, kangaroo boy. Win yourself a big prize. I never won a prize before. Well, today's the day. Trust me. No one leaves without a smile. It's actually uh. the, the first half of Sand in Your Navel. Um, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is episode, uh, season one, episode nine, and it aired in uh, November of 1993. Uh, this is Rocco and Heifer go to a carnival, and they are uh, they try to learn the secret to winning carnival games, and it you know goes terribly wrong for them. Um, but uh, you know, there's no direct mention that it's summer, but ca- the carnival to me feels very, you know, like yeah, a, like it feels just a summery episode without being overtly summery. Um, yeah. Do you have Do you have objections to this thought process? Uh no, I think like yeah there is no as far as i can remember like specifically summer moments but uh it does take place outside um it, it they are doing something that you often do in the summer so you know. yeah yeah i i watched it because i watched sand in your navel and i was like oh well you know what like um it's just one of my favorite Rocco's. Again, we have we were probably overdue to do a favorite Rocco's list, but um, yeah. Carnival Knowledge is one of the handful that I like returning to very often. It's uh, I think very funny. Um, I love it. Gives you it, again, it gives you that chance to meet a whole bunch of like side characters you'd never meet again at the carnival. Just yeah. these, just these um, overtly negative, uh, just you know, real jerks uh, that I love yeah. that, that fill out Rocco's world. Yeah. This, uh, both of these episodes actually featured care, like Rocco taking the brunt of the world around him. Yeah. Yeah. Is heifer, is heifer in sand in your navel? Uh, no, no, okay. it's just Rocco and spunky. Interesting. Okay, cool. So I, I, it might be a reach. I, I, I would, uh, I would, you know, if anybody would want to challenge it, but I, you know, I was thinking, boy, I'd love a carnival in here originally. And I was thinking about laughing in the dark, but I don't, I just, you know, that episode to me does not feel summery. They're at a carnival, but it's always at night. Um, and you just can't yeah. really tell what, when or where it's supposed to be. I, yeah, I, it, it occurred to me and I might, you know, like if you picked it, I would probably accept it. I just uh, finally decided like it's not quite summary enough to make the list. And I think I think they do go to school or I think I think school's in session mm. in Laughing in the Dark. You might be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carnival Knowledge is my two. <sighs> nice one. Uh, I wasn't I didn't see that one coming. Um <laughs> Well, my number one, we've talked about it. It's Doug is Hamburger Boy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I thought it might be. At exactly 5.32 a.m. last Monday, the sun came up. The first place it hit was the top of Bluffco Industries, the highest point in Bluffington. It raced into town along Cooper's Road, shot down Main Street, took a ride at the corner of Vine and Jumbo, and at 5.34 and 45 seconds exactly, after nine solid months of waiting, the first day of summer vacation reached 21 Jumbo Street. (laughs) I just love this episode so much. Um, I think 
uh, all these years, throughout all these years, like this episode, maybe more than any other one pops into my head when summer's coming up. Like I just, everything about it just kind of like oozes summer. Um, and I, of course we've mentioned it, but I love the introduction to this episode, like, uh, the build up to the sun hitting, um, Bluffington as summer like <laughs> oh. officially commences yeah that intro is beautiful yeah uh i also love the end of this one like nobody finds out that it's doug yeah. and uh and, ju- and even that last shot of like patty wondering and then turning the lights off it's like a perfect it's just a really well crafted one yeah yeah i i suspected this might have been your number one um yeah. it's uh yeah, it's 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 a per it's a perfect Doug. I think yeah. I think I would argue that it's we did our we did our top five favorite Dougs. I can't. It was on my five, but I don't remember where I put it. But it, it's it's top tier. I mean, if you're if you're gonna yeah. tell someone to watch Doug, not just for summer episodes, but just for Doug, this is you know this is a good starting point. Yeah, for sure. Well, very good. Um, my number one, I think, is going to shock you. Uh, it's an episode we haven't done an episode review about. It's an episode I've definitely brought up a couple times on the podcast. Hmm. Um, I'd love to talk about it at some point. Um, this is an episode of Rugrats called Beach Blanket Babies. Uh, yeah. That is very surprising that this is your number one. Um, I I almost kind of just forgot about it during this. I mean, I knew it existed, but I it just didn't come into my head. Yeah, I mean, I it's really it's one of the first episodes I think about when I think about Nick Summer. I think I've talked about it on the pod before, but um, you know, it this was on one of the I had. I think I had one or two of the Rugrats VHS tapes, the orange tapes, um, uh, and this yeah. was on one of them. And for whatever reason, this was just the episode that I was most drawn to rewatching on that tape. Mm. Um, and so this became very embedded as like my Rugrats episode. You know, not just summer, but this is one of my favorite Rugrats episodes. Yeah. Um, just to remind people, this is uh, when the Pickles family and uh, the Finsters go to the beach. Chucky has a personal mission, which is to set free the quote sea monkeys uh, that his dad gave him. They uh they hide the sea monkeys uh, in yeah. the water cooler, and the episode is them just trying to get the cooler to the uh, to the water to the ocean, presumably to release <laughs> the sea monkeys back into the water. 
but it has a bunch of great sequences. You know, you got both grandpas in this episode who are playing cards and arguing with each other. Um, I, I love Chucky's speech about, you know, just little specks uh, where, you know, it's like this inspirational speech about like, you know, every life is important. Um, you're at the beach. Um, yeah, it's just got this very, it, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, the definition of like nostalgia for me where I, I know why I love it. I know why it mm. like made me feel happy and uh, comforted. Um, and when I rewatched it this last week, I still just had a very soft spot for it. So um, I think it's an underappreciated mm. uh, Rugrats. So I really want to, you know, stand here for beach blanket babies. Yeah, that's a great, I, now that you've reminded me of the uh, basic story, uh, I do remember it. Um, it is very good. Uh, I think it's a great episode or example of um, how to like stretch a simple ish idea. Like, I feel like that's another one of those beach ones that just feels like the episode's full um, in spite yeah. of it being yeah. like semi simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy, a lot of, a lot of, so what is, is Doug is hamburger boy. Is that our only common pick? I guess so. Yeah. I was, I was expecting more than that, but yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's good. I I think that's representative and I think there's a lot of good stuff here to kind of, uh, think on. Um, do you want to do close calls? Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) this one, I don't know if you even thought about this, but I, my close call is two heads are better than none. The Keenan and Kel, uh, like final, uh, like series ending collection of two episodes. It is really, yeah. Uh, but it's like, (laughs) I hadn't considered that. (laughs) Um, it's like, uh, Keenan going on vacation and Kel uh, secretly tags along, but they just like get into wacky adventures on the road. And uh, it's just like a, I thought it was like a great send off to this series. Uh, it felt like big and weird enough and like goofy enough to be funny. Um, I, I just really liked it. Yeah, that's a great one. Um you know, on a lot of these lists, I'll go really deep into other shows. Um, you know, Keenan Kel, Clarissa, Wild Thornberries. I, I'll, I'll really try to, Ariel Monsters, yeah. I'll really try to inspect. But there was such an embarrassment of riches in these summer episodes that, <laughs> you know, I, you, you, I had to be kind of... I just kind of ruled stuff out. So I didn't like get into yeah, yeah. wild or bear, you know, stuff I would go deeper in. Cause I just, I barely yeah. could fit seven. Um, so that's a cool one. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Mike, I got two, I got two here. One's very general, but uh, one specific. And it was on your list. Uh, my definitive close call is heat. Uh, hey Arnold. Um, yeah, nice. I really, I really wish I could have worked it on there, and I'm maybe having some regrets about maybe, maybe I sort of swapped vacant lot and heat. I mean, heat is a definitively more summer episode than vacant lot. Yeah, but vacant lot is the episode I prefer to watch. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
both great episodes, <laughs> but yeah, Heat is just nails that hot summer day uh, vibe. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would just give a quick shout out to, I couldn't pick a specific episode, so just the entire series would be Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is uh, def- about it. <laughs> definitively summer. I mean, kids outside playing games. Um, yeah, for sure. It was a uh, it was a show I definitely, you know, when I was inside being lazy in the summer, I would kick that on, and I always liked watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like you're out there doing it, but you don't really have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, some people did um, send us some picks we didn't mention. Do you want to hear them? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ger Ger Goat uh, Life said the tale of the lonely ghost, which I guess is a she is on summer oh, break, isn't she? Yeah. She's going to see her cousin, or yeah, yeah. There was a few, um, a few. Are you afraid of the darks that are like the person's going to stay with their relative? Maybe yeah. they don't even say it's summer, but it's kind of like implied. Yes, um, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, the doll maker, I think, is the same way. Yeah. 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 Um, Marley Mook said, Summer Love, Hey Arnold, which I think is a two-parter. Let's see here. Shay Shay is Awesome said, Donkey Lips and Sponge Weigh In. Oh, awesome. Um, Let's see. I love that episode. I would like to, you know, look at it a little closer someday. Yeah, for sure. Um, my world, the captain's world, uh, and a couple other people mentioned Doug tips the scales. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, man, uh, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. That's a great one. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kenny, our friend Kenny, Kenny among us, uh, he, oh, cool. he, he said, uh, good burger theatrical episode. I, he, you know, he said, <laughs> de- he said, deal with it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, our our guest from last week, Bob, uh, he also mentioned Doug Inc. and Vacant Lot. Um, nice. yeah. Cynthia, or Pixie Pruitt, she mentioned uh, The Tale of Watcher's Woods. Uh, I did, uh, like, briefly stop on it for summer. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, our buddy Brett Wilson, uh, he mentioned Budnick and Michael fake being sick. Uh, of course. Yeah. Love it. Um, uh, our friend and guest Endless Alexandra uh, mentioned um, the Rugrats episode Graham Canyon, which is a road trip episode. Oh, you know that one, man. I definitely remember them saying Graham Canyon. Uh, <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the last episode of season one, and you know oh. I like it. But it's it's a it's a lot of it's pretty much they get lost like they're they're trying to get to the Graham Canyon, Gra- I think what they call the Graham Canyon, um, <laughs> but it's them just kind of lost in the desert. Man, I don't remember any details about it. Yeah, um, we'll have to go back and check that one out. Uh, and she yeah. also mentioned the as told by Ginger episode "Summer at Camp Capri." Ah, uh, um. You know, I did briefly stop on As Told by Ginger. I just don't have um, <laughs> as specific a connection with it. It's my yeah. only only reason I didn't, like, delve deeper. Yeah. Oh, and the last one here, uh, Nick Nick Stidham, uh, Stidham 22, uh, mentioned the Rocco camping episode, which I think is called um, 
Oh, Hutsut Ra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I haven't watched that one in a while. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that is a good one, and it uh, uh, it's a little sore for me because it's one of those episodes that's edited slightly on DVD, and that just annoys me oh. knowing about it. <laughs> edited how? Uh, there's a part where uh, Rocco like grabs what he thinks are berries on this bush. And then it turns out like it's a part of the bear that's inside of the bush. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. <laughs> I would have never caught it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to get into our Pete and Pete top five and we can go a little quicker through these? Sure. Sure. Uh, my number five is King of the road. Yeah. Mine too. Ah, nice. Uh, great road trip episode. I mean, good grief. Uh, I love a lot of things about this. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. If, I guess we haven't done a full episode review on it, but like... Yeah, we did. I don't know. I feel like we've talked... Oh, we did? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think... Um, I was thinking- I think there's six really summary Pete and Pete episodes, and we've done an episode review on uh, all of them. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. Um, I except this one for some reason I was thinking uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, <laughs> I did I do remember all the details of it. So I anyway, it's a great episode. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's my number five too. It's uh, just it's a great way to start the series. Just have the family in the car. Um, uh, kind yeah. of the same. You know, same tail end as uh, Doug's bad trip, except, you know, you get to meet the Wrigley's this way, which I think I kind of prefer. Prefer what? Rather than, like, Doug's bad trip where you end with the family in the car, I like that Pete and Pete started with that. Although I guess Doug does start with the family in the car. It's just very brief. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Oh, maybe they did that on purpose. I never thought about that, like bookending it in the same way kind of um but uh what's i gonna say oh about king of the road um one thing i'm sure we've mentioned this but like a lot of the scenes from it are featured in the opening credits of pete and pete oh yeah right yeah yeah um yeah i just looked it up it's it's our it's episode 66 and uh we had chris on that episode for anybody that wants to listen to that one oh <laughs> wow, uh, that's funny. This is 166, like exactly oh. 100 episodes ago. Wow, okay. <laughs> Which is probably why we forgot. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my number four is Field of Pete. Um, you know, we've we've again also talked about this one a lot. Love it. Uh, the the image of the orange Lazarus. I've always loved that. I've always like associated that with summer in my mind, like wanting to have some of that orange Lazarus. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about this at length. This is, uh, episode 65. Uh, we had Brett on that episode. Um, the, to me, the definitive, like baseball Nickelodeon episode. Um, it's, it's a great one. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my number four is uh, a definitive hot episode. It's the call. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. 
And uh, this is, of course, where, uh, you know, the phone booth that won't stop ringing, but it's also an impressively hot day in Wellsville, which everybody's dealing with, and it's driving them slowly between the heat and the phone. Everybody's going crazy, and um, I just, I, I adore this episode. And you know what? Like, because we've talked about all these episodes, I had ratings. So I will say I just kind of stuck yeah. to the ratings. I ranked this by my ratings of all these episodes. Um, so it ends up at number four. Mm-hmm. But okay. in my heart, I just feel like it probably should be three. But <laughs> I, I stuck I stuck with my ratings. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, um, it in fact is number three for me. Okay. Uh, call. Um, yeah, I I'm a sucker for that heat. Love to see that. Uh, and they do it so well in this episode. It's just yeah. like you feel the heat around you and just the idea of it like i love everybody going crazy from the heat um oh man it's just so summery i ugh, i love it and yeah. i think uh this is this, sorry this is also the episode where pete is laying in the cool basement and yeah uh, there's like a cobweb between his feet oh man <laughs> yes yeah, that's great. Just that, like, needing that cold floor because it's so hot. Yeah. Um, and we also talked about there's just, there's like a filter on this episode, like a, not quite sepia, but like it's got an orangish, yeah. orangish glow to it when they're outside. And it just adds to that feeling of heat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Ugh, love it. <laughs> well, I suspect my number three might be your one but uh we'll find out Uh, my my number three is what we did on summer vacation um Mm. as the as the uh title implies it's a definitively summer episode um and uh you know we get a hunt for mr tasty here we get the end of summer um it's just got all the things uh a summary episode would have um it's number three for me just because um, I did give it a five when we reviewed it, but it's just an episode that for some reason, some of the the specifics of it, I can't always recall as easily as some of the other, even like the call. I can recall that episode a little easier than what we did on summer vacation. And hmm. I just don't know why that is. There are like images from what we do, did on our summer vacation that I can quickly recall, but I can't like yeah. place the story all together in my head. Hmm. I can kind of see that, um, which is almost appropriate. Like the whole story is about like uh, Mr. Tasty being lost to the kids, at least. So it's almost yeah. like there's some quality to the actual episode that's dreamlike in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's great. Great. Okay. Pick, of course. Which? What's your two? Ah, uh, grounded for life. Um, I love it. You know. It's, I mean, I don't know why I said it like that. I really love this episode. <laughs> I, um, there's so many details about it. Um, it like, it's hard to even, I mean, this is one of these episodes where I have, I almost had like a nostalgic feeling for it from the first time I watched it. It was like so realistic to me. Um, and like people in my life, I guess, like, and as a kid, like, I was sometimes around, old, like, r- much older people that uh, did, like, a lot of the things that uh, 
some of the older people kind of represent in this episode. Like, they just felt, like, very real. Um, and, uh, of course, being grounded, um, <laughs> I just... Man, there's just so much good about it. I highly recommend watching it. For me, it's like the ultimate 4th of July episode. I mean, that's the main thing that happens in it. Uh, yeah, this was our first um, episode review of Pete and Pete. We did this three years ago uh, on July 4th with Chris. And well. that was, I think that's a, <laughs> if you go back, I think that's a really fun episode to listen to. But um, yeah, it's, it's I think the the essential July 4th Nickelodeon episode um, yeah. I, it, it's it's that last um, that last really five to ten minutes that's just just perfect yeah. <laughs> it also has yeah it's like a perfect encapsulated story like there's no doubt about that um, but also um, it has one of my favorite summer lines and favorite arty lines when he's like uh <laughs> It's like, tell me, Pete says something like, tell me what it's like out there. And Artie's like, when it rains, it smells like summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's you like, don't, no! You don't want to hear it, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great. It. Um, yeah. I, I I should say it's not going to make my top five. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what... Well, I told you, I told you, I, you know, I got, I got grilled, uh, for my rating. I gave it a four when we episode reviewed it. Um, Chris uh, was just besides himself, but since we, <laughs> since we have episode reviewed all these, like I said, I stuck to my ratings. Um, it's, it's yeah. a four, but that still makes it number six for me. Um, wow. so my number, my number Man. two is uh, splashdown. Um, you know, yeah. the, the adult swim, uh, summer at the wellsville pool episode um i think it's a i don't know if it's it's i don't know if it's a perfect pete it's not a perfect pete and pete episode but it is a perfect summer episode to me um and it's uh i just you know i love big pete big pete's storyline is trying to become a head lifeguard is really equally amusing to me as little pete trying to um you know abolish adult swim um so it just feels uh yeah, I don't know. I, I gave it a five, and yeah. I, I, I stick by it. Okay. Um, you know, I like the episode. I'll just say that it's my number six. Uh, didn't yeah. quite make the top five. Um, yeah. I really like it. We've talked. We talked about the episode. Um, I like a lot of the details in it. Uh, it just, to me, always felt like a little bit off from hmm. the rest of these. Like. I can't even describe exactly how it just like didn't quite uh, totally suck me in like the rest of the episodes on this list. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, my number one is what we did on our summer vacation. Yeah. Uh, for me, geez, I... I don't even know what to say about this one. This is like one a perfect storm of like, um, I think the episode is like objectively practically perfect and the way that like, and like my nostalgia for it is very high. So it's like, I just feel 
really strongly about this one. There was a period of time where uh, I was like, I would watch this episode like right at the end of the school year and right before the school year started. This is a capper. Um, I there's just so much about it. I don't know. I love everything about it. This whole idea of trying to track down the um, ice cream man. Yeah. Um, and just like all the imagery in this, this episode, I love the blue tornado bar. Just like something about that is amazing. Um, yeah. I think it just like really shows off all the detail, all like the the attention to detail that Pete and Pete like often demonstrates. Um, also, maybe one of my all-time Nickelodeon favorite like images is them uncovering <laughs> the uh, car in the, on the beach. Yeah. Oh, I just love that so much. It's just so like surreal and perfect. Yeah, if I recall, we got to briefly ask, uh, we we got to interview Will McRobb, the co-creator of Pete, uh, Pete. You, I think you asked him about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, now I don't remember what the, <laughs> what his uh, explanation was, but yeah, I loved it. Yeah, uh, cool. Um, well, my number one is uh, Field of Pete. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's the definitive baseball episode of 90s Nickelodeon. It has yeah. iconic characters in Coach Naren's uh, Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, you have the Orange Lazarus, yeah. which is kind of its own iconic 90s Nickelodeon thing. And this episode, to me, is the most perfect balance of both Pete's sharing an episode and having something to do that are equal. That is equally interesting, um, and of course you have just the great kind of them coming together against the common evil. Um, it's yeah. just uh, I don't know this this episode to me is just one of my favorites of all time, and uh, I love it. It is it is a wonderfully summery episode, and I think it's not quite as bittersweet as uh, like what we did on our summer vacation. It feels yeah. like a like a purely fun episode. Yes, um, yes. So I do like that about it. Yeah. Um, now my question is: so ground, uh, grounded for life is my six. Splashdowns your six. Um, I think we'd both yeah. agree that no matter what, those are great episodes. Um, yeah. Now, if if we had included Pete and Pete on our original seven, how many of those would have taken a spot in your seven? Um, I. Before we decided to cut them out, I had, I think I had four tentatively. Okay. Uh, at least three. Okay. Field of Pete, I was like, I was on the fence with, but uh, yeah, the others I I had to include. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my, I, I would have had all top five in there. So five of the seven would have been Pete uh, and Pete's. And that uh, just felt, <laughs> that felt uh, very stupid like to make people sit and listen <laughs> to, um, I mean, Pure I we, Pete and Pete. yeah, just, so it, it feels a little better this way that we're to like diversify the seven and then we can yeah, just yeah. kind of geek out on Pete and Pete here. Yeah. Um, is your, would feel to Pete be your number one overall? If we were including it? Yes. It would have been number one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> Uh, I, I just, you know, we, we hold strong biases. I think our audience know that. And, uh, yeah. so I think, uh, I think it's fair that I mean, we did the, the seven without it. Yeah. Um, my, mine would have been number one as well. Uh, 
I just, <laughs> I just questioned it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well that, uh, that wraps up our favorite summer Nickelodeon episodes. You know, someone, um, hold on. I should say, um, a while back, uh, our listener, Justin, uh, not, not, uh, not, um, Justin, who is with us on Pinball Wizard, Justin Coleman, he he sent us an email saying that he thought it would be fun if we just did a weather episode, like episodes that are defined by the weather, Ah. so rain, snow, heat. Um, So we did this one, but I think that's something to kind of keep in our back pocket of, I think, you know, weather conditions make for particularly interesting episodes. Yeah, for sure. That, That does sound interesting. Um, so, uh, before we wrap up, uh, let's just, uh, read a couple listeners thoughts. I have one here from uh, our listener, Allie, uh, and she, or AKA Allie Mander. And she wrote us about our pinball wizard episode. She said, what's up gut buckets been listening for a while, but first time writing in, I wanted to give some feedback on your episode reveal of the tale of the pinball wizard. Getting the chance to rewatch the Are You Afraid Dark episodes as you review them has been a fun trip to the past, and most of the time I remember little bits from episodes I wasn't too familiar with, uh, such as Pinball Wizard. So somehow this episode slipped through the cracks and I didn't have any recall of the episode. I was five years old when it premiered, so maybe that's how. Upon uh, Upon my first watch, I was pretty disappointed in the episode and had a hard time connecting how when Ross is in the game, it was representative of a pinball machine. However, the the small details you guys presented in Stray Observations helped me see the little things I missed, like Andrew's observation of the machines lighting up as Ross was running, reflecting items on a machine being hit. Bravo to you guys and Justin's great insight as well to help me appreciate this episode a little more. I do have an Are You Afraid to name the episode, which would be The Tale of the Tilt Too Hard. In pinball, pinball, a tilt occurs when you try to cheat the game and the machine essentially shuts down and you lose your turn. Ross tries his chances too hard and faces the ultimate tilt. I don't know. This was was a hard one for me to name, so congrats to Justin for scoring with the voter poll. (laughs) Um, I'll let you go, but I want to finish by saying thank you so much for continuing the podcast during these uncertain times and helping spark joy for us listeners and followers who may need that pick-me-up. I'm also very much enjoying the listener guests on the show. Um, I know this email comes too late for you to implement this year, but it being Pride Month, maybe for June 2021, you guys could do an episode on LBGTQ characters or themes in Nickelodeon. Uh, she says Sardo was a gay icon. As one of your trans, li- as one of your trans listeners, I would love to have this discussion play out. In the words of Billy Simpson from Fifteen, maybe I'll see you later. Adios, guys. Adios, gut buckets. <laughs> uh, I love it. Really nice. Yeah. Um, and really good episode title. Uh, yeah. I for- I didn't think of tilt being in the title. Like that's a good good call yeah tilt too hard sounds kind of cool yeah (laughs) yeah um and then as far as the lbgtq uh conversation maybe ali you could help us out because i i feel like there's probably a ton of characters that are um like noted in that community but maybe that i that we've been blind to so um yeah you know i feel like i feel like one character that kind of gets overlooked a little is um, Mr. Simmons, Arnold's teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, they don't quite come out and say he's gay, but I think, like, it's pretty clear in the episodes. And, of course, we got uh, the tale of the gruesome gourmet breaking barriers. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even though it's a terrible episode. uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Allie. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, This one comes from Jake. Uh, He says, Dear Billy and Olaf, I think I've slipped into the Nickelodeon version of The Twilight Zone or something, because by the time I got to the end of 15's first season, I actually found myself enjoying the show. Those last few episodes? Yeah, they had me hooked. (laughs) Bear in mind, I finished 15 a couple of weeks before writing this, but from what I could recall, Matt's storyline was just dynamite. I was shocked by how adult it was. His whole situation was simultaneously tragic and hilarious. Tragic in that he was causing his world to fall apart due to his temptations, and hilarious in that we got to see, well, a bad child actor blow up in front of other bad child actors. (laughs) Although scenes where he wigs out can't be for perfection. Billy's relationship with Olaf was the heart of the season, though more focus could have been spent on them. Their friendship felt so genuine as they went through the usual emotional bumps that all new friendships have. Their bond is the first thing that has really stayed with me after my marathon. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. I just want to note here for a second. Um, uh, My fave character was Brooke's sister. The actress who plays her is probably the youngest kid on 15, yet her acting ability is Shakespearean in quality compared (laughs) to the older talent here. (laughs) She imbues Teresa with so much humanity and depth that it becomes painfully obvious that Teresa is nowhere near related to Brooke by blood. Are they stepsisters? They might as well be from different planets at this point. Regardless, I was on Team Teresa all the way as she plotted revenge against Brooke. (laughs) I have some... (laughs) I have some other lingering thoughts and observations about the season's latter half, but it would take too long to write everything, so I'll summarize. Dylan regrettably turned out to be a lousy person and should have learned the meaning of commitment. I regularly rooted for Ashley whenever she had to defend herself against Maniac Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Courtney became so frustrating to me that she took a nosedive in my favorite characters list and I thought it sucked that Brooke never grew as a person so yeah that's it I'm happy I gave 15 a chance and thanks Joey for recommending it it's not a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination but 15 is still um I'm actually at a loss for words so let's just say it's Canadian and leave it at that (laughs) sincerely Jake but not the I want to be Courtney's friend Courtney's boyfriend, Jake. <laughs> oh, um, man. I feel I, f- I feel hugely validated that uh, we have at least one listener who <laughs> finished a full season of 15. <laughs> yes. You know, I was actually th- like, I've only watched the episodes we've talked about, I think. Um, and I found myself the other day thinking about going back to watch it, which uh, yeah. just felt almost wrong in a way um (laughs) but i hate to be the bearer of bad news for any of the 15 courtney fans out there but uh she's or i mean Teresa fans but she's not in the second season or any other season after that yeah i'm i I haven't started the second season yet but uh, now that it's on prime i will be starting soon um but i think there is uh i think there's a a pretty significant shift in some of the casting as as the seasons go it does yeah it does seem to be that way some of them stay a few of them for most of it but uh a lot of them leave yeah i think i think dylan and ashley write it out maybe i could be wrong but i think they're in it yeah that could Um, be 
Uh, I think Ashley's. I know we lose Olaf for sure. Yeah, he's gone. Second season. Yeah, I made a little. uh, I I I don't know if you guys caught it, but I made a small reference to Olaf not being back for season two in my uh, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) In the iconic schools out. Yeah, hopefully everybody heard that last week. Um. Well, thank you to both Allie and Jacob for writing. Um, yeah. What are what are we doing next? Uh, next time we're going to give you guys a chance to vote on an episode that you want us to uh, talk about more in depth, the summer episode. Uh, so we'll give you a couple options each and see what you guys think is the most attr- appealing summer episode. What what uh what two episodes are you uh, volunteering f- for people to vote on? Uh, mine are gonna be, the tale of Old Man Corcoran from Are You Afraid of the Dark, and uh, the Cursed Skull from Salute Your Shorts. Interesting. Okay, very cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna offer up another Are You Afraid of the Dark. I'm gonna say the Tale of Captured Souls, and Beach Blanket Babies Rugrats. Oh, okay. Very good. So we'll uh, we'll see. You know what I noted here is that, you know, usually I'm, um, you know, this didn't come up in our debate, but usually I'm team live action over animated Nick. Mm. But I think animated Nick yeah. really um, nailed summer. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I actually only had two live action out of seven out of my top seven. Yeah, I think the same. I mean yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, by the time this episode's up, I think voting will still be live. Check Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Twitter at BOC Podcast. Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Um, you can me- email us like Allie and Jacob did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Leave us a review. That helps other people find us. Shout out to Johnny522 for leaving a really kind five-star review. Um, we really appreciate that. And uh, we hope everybody's staying well out there as uh, things seem to continue to be crazy. And um, hope everybody yeah. is uh, safe. For sure. Um, well, stay cool. We'll see you guys next episode. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, harder than a match head. Yeah. Talking about it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on, that's all night. Despite the heat, it'll be alright. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the day? Can't be like the night in the summer, in the city, summer, in the city.
just lost my train of thought. Um, 